Welcome to State Lines, where you get the best gambling and sports information in Illinois. Here are your hosts, Jason Gotch and Kevin Berger. Great to have you aboard for another edition of State Lines. He is Kevin Berger. My name is Jason Gotch. Hope the turkey was great. Hope the company was even better. Hope your Thanksgiving was outstanding. But now we are in the month of December. Ho, ho, ho. Santa Claus will be here before we know it. What it means for football is things are really heating up. The contenders separating themselves from the pretenders. We got you covered for the week that will be in the National Football League, plus championship Saturday in college football. Some great games on the docket. We'll get into that later in the program. Just to recap from last week, I went 2-1 and one with my best bets, so well over 60% winners continuing for Jason Gotch with the best bets. Did hit with the Jets last week, had them uh, against the Houston Texans, and the Jets were winners outright in that game. Did lose with the Seattle Seahawks, unfortunately, in their contest as the Seattle Seahawks uh, did go down to the Washington football team. So it was overall a two and one week for Jason Gotch with those picks. And again, continuing those winning ways for you with the best bets. But before we get to our best bets and everything going on in the NFL, Kevin, let's go ahead and look back on the Bears and Lions on Thanksgiving. Andy Dalton was good enough, the Lions were bad enough, and the Bears broke that five-game losing streak. Oh, God. Jason, I would like to say I am I was happy with the Bears winning, but uh, I, I'd be lying. Uh, I'm not happy at all. They still looked like crap. The offense didn't look all that great. They struggled moving the football for most of the game. The defense didn't look all that impressive. As you said, they're lucky that they faced the Lions, which is a team that is catastrophically worse than they are. Yeah, I uh, I don't feel good about uh, how the Bears performed on Thanksgiving, and I think, and I don't think any Bears fan should either, because this it, this ugh, uh, I'm gonna get my I'm gonna give myself an ulcer if I keep going. <laughs> yeah, certainly. Hey, uh, you're gonna take a win on the road if you're the Bears for team morale. That was a good thing. However, if you're a fan, I mean, the team improves to four and seven, five straight losses, a couple tough ones to the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens. But you you look at this and you hear Eddie Jackson this week, Kevin, talk about how, hey, this is the time now the Bears are going to kick it in gear. They're ready to save their season. Four and seven in the NFC, the playoff team at the bottom, the third playoff team right now would have an under 500 record. But still, I don't know about you. I, I think I can read your mind, though, based on what you just said. I, I don't see the playoffs in the Bears' future this year. It's not going to be like last year when they beat some bad teams and snuck in and got that third wild card in the NFC. No, and Jason, the big thing is, why do we want the Bears to be in the playoffs? And people are like, oh, well, it's well, they have nothing to lose. It's better to have playoffs, playoff experience than not have playoff experience, which I can understand that to a point. But the Bears aren't doing themselves any favor. If they somehow get in, then that will delude Bears' ownership into somehow thinking that Matt Nagy and his staff deserve another chance, which they don't. This team has not looked prepared, Jason, from week one. Uh, the defense, which is supposed to be the strength of this football team, honestly has not looked all that impressive. Sure, they're still top five in the league in sacks, but they're not causing enough turnovers. They're not making enough plays in the secondary. And even more so, Jason, they can't stop the run at all. And this was supposed to be a stout front seven 
with Roquan Smith running around hitting people. Akeem Hicks was supposed to be healthy. Eddie Goldman was back. So they were they were supposed to be stout up front and force teams into mistakes. And they've done the exact opposite. Akeem Hicks, of course, is hurt again. No surprise there. Khalil Mack is done for the season. And uh, Eddie Goldman, I mean, he's done fine. But overall, other than, I would say, Roquan Smith and Jalen Johnson, I have not been impressed with anybody on this defense. And to be honest, Jason, on the offensive side of the football, it's not looking much better for me. Darnell Mooney, I've been impressed with. Justin Fields, I like some of the things he's done so far this season. He's very young, so we got to give him a chance. Khalil Herbert, the rookie from Virginia Tech, I like. And David Montgomery is David Montgomery. But other than that, uh, I really got nothing positive to say about this football team at all, Jason. Yeah, it's really tough. And again, I can't see how Matt Nagy survives this season. Last year, he got the reprieve with them getting in the playoffs. I don't think that'll be good enough this time around. My concern is that we do this every three or four years with the Bears. Uh, they, they fire a coach. They bring in another coach who isn't very good. And then it's like the cycle of incompetency with the Chicago Bears franchise. And if you're hoping Justin Fields turns into the quarterback of the future, you better hope the next guy they hire is the right guy to develop him because you look at quarterbacks and a lot of the development and what they become has to do with the head coach and the coaching staff. Some guys, if they were in the right spot, might have had a different career than if they got in the wrong spot. It certainly isn't always about uh, the talent and the X's and O's on paper. A lot of it has to do with, are the coaches good enough to get the most out of that talent? And I, I don't see that with Matt Nagy and Justin Fields. And that takes us to, Kevin, this week's game. The Bears plus seven and a half, um, plus 260 against the Cardinals at Soldier Field, noon kickoff. Arizona's having a great season. Everybody knows about Cliff Kingsbury, their coach, and their quarterback, Kyler Murray. The Cardinals are minus 335 in this game. The total's 44 and a half. The Bears, who knows who's going to be quarterback? Probably Andy Dalton as Justin Fields is back practicing, but he does still need to recover from those broken ribs. You can make an argument right now, Fields is the future, but the Bears might be in better hands as far as that offense, what they've shown the last couple of weeks when Dalton's played. Still, the odds makers, I don't think they really look at the quarterback here. They see the Cardinals as a heavy favorite. Kevin Berger, do you agree with that? Yeah, Jason, I do. Um, and honestly, I don't think it matters who who the hell is under center right now, Jason, because this offense is still bad. It doesn't matter who is under center at this point. I mean, you could have you could roll Nick Foles out there for all I care. This offense is still going to be terrible. With that being said, though, uh, back to this game. Yeah, I don't expect this to be a real surprise on Sunday, Jason. Arizona, they've been solid this whole season. They have an excellent offense. And I don't think Arizona's defense gets enough credit for how good they've been throughout the season, Jason. So um, with this one, I will take Arizona minus seven and a half on this one. All right. Locked in here, Kevin Berger. The Cardinals minus seven and a half. I'm going to take the Bears. I think if Andy Dalton plays, which I believe, as I said, he will, I think they'll keep this close enough where they cover within a touchdown, and I like the seven and a half points. I don't think they're going to win this game, unfortunately, for Bears fans. Maybe some Bears fans like Kevin just discouraged and don't care if they win this game. Others might be cheering for the Cardinals saying, hey, let's get the Bears another high draft pick. Let's just keep moving those draft picks up for the Bears and hope Ryan Pace isn't the guy picking the players this time around. But and regardless, he doesn't trade up either. <laughs> well, he always seems to find a way to do it and deplete his team of picks, maybe this time around. Bears fans will be lucky and Pace will not be picking the players, but I will be picking and I will take the Chicago Bears this week plus the seven and a half. Let's move on a team that I know you've been on the last few weeks, Kevin, and for good reason. You've been cashing the tickets with the Cincinnati Bengals. A good battle here in the AFC. The Bengals are minus three this week 
as they host the L.A. Chargers noon kickoff central time at Paul Brown Stadium in Cincinnati. Uh, the Chargers are plus 145 on the money line. The Bengals minus 165. 50.5 is your total in this contest. Last week's game between the Bengals and the Steelers in, in Cincinnati looked like a changing of the guard in that division. Joe Burrow and the Bengals look like the play-on team. Ben Roethlisberger looks like a guy who's ready to retire, and the Steelers look like they're going into rebuild mode. Who knows if that'll be the case, but we do know the Bengals certainly have surprised a lot of people so far this year. Yeah, Jason, I mean, I know I've sounded like a broken record probably every week for the last, like, five, six weeks, but ever since Cincinnati had that loss against Chicago, they something they flipped the script, and they've gotten better every single week. Joe Burrow, Jason, he looks a lot more comfortable back there sitting in the pocket. He's got more confidence in his offensive line to protect him. He's got more confidence in himself because the first couple weeks of the season, I saw he was a little bit hesitant when it came to stepping into his throws, using that plant leg that he had the torn ACL in and trusting himself. Now he's trusting himself. His supporting cast has been fantastic. Of course, we all have seen how good Jamar Chase has been, the rookie from LSU. We know how good Joe Mixon has been, which I don't think he gets personally enough credit. But Cincinnati's been fantastic this this season, Jason, after the first couple weeks. And um, I firmly believe this is a team that nobody wants to play right now because they are hot. And I've gone with them every week for the last two, three weeks. I've gone with them every week in my best bets. And I think I might be going with them again because give me Cincinnati minus three, minus 115, especially at home. All right, Kevin locked in with the Bengals, and I'm going to join him right here. Look, Cincinnati's a play-on team. This game scares me a little bit because it's a natural letdown after playing the Steelers. My wife is a Cincinnati-area native, and I didn't realize the Bengals-Steelers rivalry from the Bengals' perspective until I met her, started dating her, and we got married. And I'll tell you something. The Steelers might not pay a lot of attention to the Bengals, but the Bengals treat the Steelers game every year, those two games against the Steelers like they're Super Bowls. And, and, and for the Bengals to destroy them like they did last week, the letdown scares me a little bit here. But I just think the Bengals are a different team this year. And, Kevin, you alluded to it with how well Joe Burrow has played. Jamar Chase is a, a very, very good football player at wide receiver. So give me the Bengals to, to cover this one as well. Take them minus the three. Let's do a bet it or drink it here. Do you want to bet this prop or do you want to keep that money in your beer fund so when you go to the bar and you watch the football games, the college or the pro variety, you're not bumming money off your friends to pay for your drink. So here we go, Kev. Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow sticking with the Bengals Chargers game. Over, under, one and a half touchdown passes against those Chargers. Yeah, Jason, for some reason, I actually do want to take um, – I actually am tempted – to take the under on this one, just because I don't think Joe Burrow is going to necessarily have to light it up throwing three, four touchdowns. I know technically the over is just two, but LA, they have a good pass rush and they have a decent secondary. The one problem they don't have is they're not exceptionally great at stopping the run. And as I said, nobody, I don't think nationally gives Joe Mixon, Jason enough credit for how solid of a running back he has been for Cincinnati since they drafted him from Oklahoma. So I think it's going to be a huge game for Joe Mixon. So I don't think Joe Burrow's necessarily going to have to light it up in this game. So you know what? I'm going to go ahead and I'll take I'll take a chance. I'll take the under on this one. 
All right, Kevin, locked in with the under. I, Jason, got you. I'm going to take the over. I'm going to say Joe Burrow keeps it rolling and gets at least two touchdown passes against those Chargers. This is State Lines. He's Kevin Berger. I'm Jason Gotch. And we come back, more NFL games to discuss, more better to drink it. Championship Saturday in college football. Some real good games on the card. We'll get to those. Also, our toilet bowl game of the week later on. Not necessarily as bad as some of them we've seen in recent weeks in the NFL. Our best bets against the spread for the week that will be in the National Football League. So much to do. So little time to do it here on Lines. More right after this. Don't go anywhere. More sports gambling talk coming up on State Lines. Staying connected is important in today's world. Whether it's hearing the news of a new baby in the family or calling work to let your boss know you're running late, phone and internet service keep you connected with your world. At AT AT&T, we know that some Americans face life every day without the comfort and security of having a phone or internet service. In certain areas, you may be able to reduce your phone or internet bill with a lifeline discount if you are in a qualifying low-income household. Additional discounts of up to $25 may be available to those living on federally recognized tribal lands where AT&T offers Lifeline. To find out more about Lifeline and other AT&T products and services, call us at 800-288-2020 or go to att.com lifeline if you have access to the internet. Lifeline is a government benefit program and willfully making false statements to obtain this benefit is punishable by fine or imprisonment and could result in termination of Lifeline service. Lifeline enrollment requires certain eligibility documentation and is non-transferable. Limited to one discount per household. AT&T services, including Lifeline, are not available in all areas. Other restrictions apply. And now, back to State Lines with Jason Gotch and Kevin Berger. We are back on State Lines. I'm Jason Gotch along with Kevin Berger rolling along talking about the week that we'll be in the National Football League, Kevin. Let's get right to it. A lot of games to get to in the NFL this week and those championship games in college football as well. But let's start it off in an old school NFC Central battle. I might be showing my age just a little bit, but these two teams for so many years used to battle in the old NFC Central. The Bucks were in there in that division with the Bears and the Packers and the two teams that are going to play this Sunday up in Ford Field in Detroit. The Lions and the Vikings getting the latest line on this game is Detroit still looking for their first win of the season. The Lions getting seven at home. They're plus 245 on the money line, Kevin. The Vikings come back minus 310 on the money line. The total in this game is 47. Can the Motor City Kitties rise to the occasion or will the Vikings stomp them down? Well, Jason, I would love for Detroit to win this game. For two reasons. Number one, they really deserve a win, Jason. I mean, they, they've they lost so many of their games in the last, like, five minutes of the game that they deserve at least one of those to be wins. And number two, I always like seeing the Vikings lose because Vikings fans are some of the most hilarious reactions when they lose. The only ones that are more entertained for me are Cowboys fans and Raiders fans. But uh, I digress. Um, with that being said, though, Jason, I'm going to keep this simple. Just give me Kirk Cousins, Dalvin Cook, and the guys uh, minus seven, minus 110 on the road. I don't expect a ton from Detroit, and I'm sick and tired of putting my imaginary money on the line against Detroit. All right, I'm going to go, Ken, and I'm going to jump here on the Vikings as well, minus seven. Give me Minnesota. Look, Detroit is, is not a good football team. If you're winless in December, it says all you need to know about this squad and yeah, 
Vikings are right now sitting in a spot where they can easily make the playoffs as that third wild card in the NFC. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to jump on the Vikings here minus the seven as well. The Buccaneers next up on the agenda, the defending Super Bowl champions, NFC South battle this week down in Atlanta against the Falcons. Uh, the Buccaneers minus 11 here, Kevin. The total is 50 and a half, minus 575 on the money line for Tampa Bay. The Falcons come back plus 410 on the money line. Noon kickoff down in Atlanta. Brady and the Bucks roll or will the birds soar? Oh, geez. Well, Jason, for I, I definitely think Tampa Bay is going to win this one, but for some reason, I actually want to, I want to think that Atlanta is actually going to find a way to cover this one. So I will take Tampa Bay minus the ten and a half, but for some reason, I do think Atlanta is going to keep it within uh, within the two scores. All right, Kevin locked in with the Atlanta Falcons. I like Atlanta here, 2 plus the 11. This is a big look-ahead spot for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They got the Bills on deck next week, late afternoon game down in Tampa. Some would say that's a possible Super Bowl preview in the year that will be in the NFL in the playoffs. Maybe the Bills haven't lived up to expectations, but they have the ability to turn it on in the playoffs with a good quarterback in Josh Allen. We know never bet against Tom Brady in January or early February. So I guess this is a spot where the Buccaneers, after a tough game at the Colts last week, this is a little bit of a letdown position for them. So give me Matt Ryan and the Falcons. Don't necessarily always like betting on him, but I think this is a great spot for Atlanta. So give me the Falcons plus the 11. Let's go next with a team that's very hot, Kevin. As you know, the Washington football team, they're plus and a half, uh, plus one, uh, 115 on the money line this week, the Washington football team, as they are going to take on the Raiders in Las Vegas. Uh, Raiders minus 135 on the money line. Washington football team, again, plus 115 coming back. This is a 3.05 kickoff central time. 49 and a half your total. Taylor Heineke, quite the story. He was on the couch last year watching football, thinking about becoming a coach. Now he's a starting quarterback in the National Football League. Can the Washington football squad continue the role where the Raiders continue the, uh, what they started on Thanksgiving, which was a nice win in overtime in Dallas? Well, Jason, um, to answer that question, it looks like the guys at the ladies and gentlemen in Vegas think that this is going to be a close game, too, because the line has actually moved from two and a half to one and a half now for the spread. So they think this game's going to be even closer from what it's looking like. And I agree with you. I think Ron Rivera has done a very good job with the talent that he has in Washington, which admittedly doesn't look a whole heck of a lot on paper, but they've done a pretty decent job so far. And Taylor Heineke and Washington, they've been playing a heck of a lot better the, la the last several weeks. And I know Vegas did have a really good win last week. Okay, I, when I, I don't really know how good it can be against the Cowboys when the Cowboys had 27 penalties. But, I mean, they did have a good win on national television. But you know what? Let me take Washington in this one plus one and a half because, again, I just have that feeling that they're going to be able to go out there and they're going to be able to take the Raiders a little bit by surprise, maybe an emotional letdown for the Raiders after that big last second win last week. Oh, Kevin, with those penalty flags, you reminded me of Thanksgiving. That was a great game, but man, those referees threw a flag. It seemed like in every single play, slowing things down. Still, it was an outstanding football game to watch. 
because it was thrilling thanks to the players. Referees, I think, want to steal the show at times, but that's beside the point. I'm going to go the other way here. I'm going to say the Raiders continue their momentum minus the one and a half, and they take out the Washington football team, who has had some good wins in recent weeks. But if the Raiders want to think it all making the playoffs, they got to win this game, and I think they're going to get it on their own field. I think home field advantage will be big here for the Raiders. Give me the Las Vegas Raiders minus the one and a half. Let's move next to a big game in the AFC East. The Buffalo Bills will host the New England Patriots. This this is a Monday night game worth watching. In recent years, we've had some clunkers on Monday night. Better card this year, and this is a really good one. The Bills coming into this game, of course, they were picked to win the AFC East, but right now the Patriots are on top of this division. Buffalo's now minus two and a half in this game. Total is 43, minus 145 on the money line for the Bills. The Patriots are plus 125, 7.15 Central time kickoff in Buffalo. Can the Buffalo Bills roll or will the Patriots have the final word? Well, Jason, again, this is another one that the odds makers in Vegas, it seems like that they're predicting this game to be even closer because the line, I know we it, it, it started out the day at three. The lines moved down to two and a half. So we're separated by a hook on this one. And I think jo- and I think Josh Allen, he's a good quarterback, Jason. I know the Bills have been inconsistent. But what more needs to be said about the Patriots and how well they have adapted and how well they've adjusted? Mac Jones has gotten better every single week um, that he's been playing. All the credit in the world to Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick and their coaching staff. And I, you know what? I'm going to take the Patriots in this one. The plus two and a half looks good. But you know what, Jason? I will go ahead and I will take the money line in this one. Plus 125 doesn't look too bad to me if it if it manages to hit. All right, Kevin, stepping out, taking the money line with the Patriots. I'm going Buffalo here, minus two and a half. This is a game they need to have late in the season if they're going to win that AFC East. I think Josh Allen and company step up at home. Mac Jones having a great year. Uh, you can certainly make a good argument that he is the rookie of the year offensive in the National Football League. He's the perfect quarterback in Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick's system. But I think Buffalo has the last word here on their own field. So give me the Bills minus the two and a half. Let's quickly take a look at some better drinkets here, Kevin. And we'll start off with Bucks quarterback Tom Brady over under a half at the Falcons. So if Brady picked and you take the over, you win. If you think no pick, take the under, you would win that one as well. Oh, dear. Um, You know what, Jason? I am going to go ahead, and I I will go ahead. I will drink this one just because I, I don't feel good betting with Tom Brady one way or the, going against Tom Brady one way or the other. So let me, stick, so let me uh, stay on the sidelines for this one, and let me have some money in the beer fund this week. All right, Kevin, keeping that beer fund good and funded. I am going to take a chance. I'm going to say over here, I think the Falcons get one pick of the great Tom Brady. Washington football team quarterback Taylor Heineke, over under 22 and a half completions at the Raiders. I'll go ahead and I'll take the over on this one, Jason. Taylor Heineke, he is going to have to step up and he is going to have to make some big plays against against the Raiders. I mean, I know they don't have the best defense in the world, but I mean, they are a physical football team. So you are going to have to try to air them out, spread them out a little bit to try to open up some running lanes for for their running backs. So let me take the over. Okay, Kevin, with the over on Taylor Heineke. I'm going to go under here. I'm picking the Raiders to win the game, so I'm thinking their defense is going to step up a little bit. And I know if they're down, Heineke is going to be throwing the ball, but still, I'm going to go under on that one. Falcons quarterback Matt Ryan, longest completion, over 35 and a half yards versus the Buccaneers. Oh, man. Um, 
You know what, Jason? I'm going to go ahead. I will take the under on this one just because, I mean, they don't really have the big deep play threat anymore now that they don't have Julio. I know Calvin Ridley is still Calvin Ridley, but I, I don't know. For whatever reason, I just don't think that Matt Ryan's really going to get a whole heck of a lot of chances for a home run play against a, against a Bill Belichick defense. I'll go ahead and I will take the under. Okay, under for Kevin with Matt Ryan. Normally, I take the under here, but I think Ryan's going to find a way to get over. He doesn't have a great arm. Maybe he gets it to Ridley, who runs it down the field a little bit. But I'm going to go over and say Matt Ryan has an over of 35 and a half, at least one completion, 35 and a half yards in that game. We come back on state lines. He's Kevin Berger. I am Jason Gotch. Take a look at some college football, more NFL. Bet it or drink, it's coming up. Toilet bowl game of the week in the NFL and also our best bets. Lots to do as we go along here on State Lines. We'll be right back on State Lines. Staying connected is important in today's world. Whether it's hearing the news of a new baby in the family or calling work to let your boss know you're running late, phone and internet service keep you connected with your world. At AT AT&T, we know that some Americans face life every day without the comfort and security of having a phone or internet service. In certain areas, you may be able to reduce your phone or internet bill with a lifeline discount if you are in a qualifying low-income household. Additional discounts of up to $25 may be available to those living on federally recognized tribal lands where AT&T offers Lifeline. To find out more about Lifeline and other AT&T products and services, call us at 800-288-2020 or go to att.com lifeline if you have access to the internet. Lifeline is a government benefit program and willfully making false statements to obtain this benefit is punishable by fine or imprisonment and could result in termination of Lifeline service. Lifeline enrollment requires certain eligibility documentation and is non-transferable. Limited to one discount per household. AT&T services, including Lifeline, are not available in all areas. Other restrictions apply. And now back to State Lines with Jason Gotch and Kevin Berger. It is a pleasure to have you aboard for State Lines. Along with Kevin Berger, my name is Jason Gotch. Let's go ahead and take a look at what should be a very fun championship Saturday in college football. It always is as they try and sort out the college football playoff, the top four teams to make it to the semifinal games on New Year's Eve. And we start off with the Big Ten championship game here, Kevin. This is a 7 p.m. Central time kickoff, Lucas Stadium. I've attended this game, went there three years ago when my Northwestern Wildcats lost to Ohio State. But it's a good atmosphere. They, they always turn this game out well as far as the fans go. Uh, a lot of energy in Indianapolis that weekend with fans of opposing teams there. Great Big Ten uh, state, the state of Indiana. Indianapolis, a nice center point for the Big Ten Conference geographically. So this should be a fun game with a lot of enthusiasm. The Michigan Wolverines, fresh off that upset at home of Ohio State last weekend, come in here against Iowa as a 10.5-point favorite. Uh, total in this game is 43.5. Michigan, minus 450 on the money line. Iowa checks in at plus 340 on the money line. Well, Jason, all the credit in the world to Jim Harbaugh and uh, and his football team because it seems like Jim Harbaugh finally has a quarterback worth their weight in footballs. Because, I mean, let's be honest, Jason, since he got there, that's the biggest problem that he's always had. He's had great position players, especially on defense, defense alignment, linebackers, D- DBs, wide receivers, tight ends, O-line. He's just never had a really good quarterback. 
And it seems like he's finally found his guy at quarterback. They came out, they were fired up, and they punched Ohio State in the mouth. And uh, Ohio State was not ready for a fist fight in that game. All the props to them with this, with the Big Ten championship in mind, Jason. It is going to take a lot for Iowa to win this football game. I was one of the biggest proponents earlier on in the season when they were number two in the country that I did not, I was not impressed with Iowa at all. I did not think they, they were number two. They were top five in the country. Even I'd say maybe barely even top 10. So um, I think 10 and a half, that is a little high. I do think they can, they can cover this one, Jason. So I guess with that, with that in mind, I would take Iowa plus the 10 and a half. But I could very easily see this either being a close game or Michigan just absolutely running away with it and blowing them out. So, honestly, I'm really of no help in this one. (laughs) It's a tough one. I'm going to go here with Iowa. And here's my reasoning. Look, college kids, when they get a big upset or a huge win, it's hard to get up two weeks in a row. When you're giving me Iowa plus 10.5 points on a neutral site for the Big Ten West champion, yeah, they had some stumbles along the way. But that's the biggest win last week for the Michigan football program in Jim Harbaugh's tenure there. So I don't know if they're going to get – they might win this game, and they should. But I could see Iowa actually winning this game outright. I don't have the guts right now to put plus – to take it at plus 340. But I'll take it at plus 10.5 and and say Kirk Ferentz gets the job done here to at least cover this spread. And again, Michigan wins during the college football playoff. They lose, and they are done. Two teams, I think one of these teams is in no matter what, but the other one, if they win, they will get in as well. SEC championship game, Saturday, 3 o'clock Central Time. Georgia and Alabama. Georgia is minus 6.5, minus 240. Unless the dogs lose this game 70 to nothing, I think they're going to make the playoff. They're unbeaten this year. Alabama with a one loss comes back at plus 195. Total here is 49.5. Alabama lucky to be in a shot to actually make it to the playoff if they win this game because they – Probably should have lost that game at Auburn last week. Had problems running out the clock. They're running back on second, and I believe nine decided to go out of bounds, a yard short of the marker, uh, trying to run out the clock in the last two minutes. Gave Alabama life, and they came down, scored a tying touchdown, and won it in overtime. So heartbreaking loss for Auburn in the Iron Bowl. But this one, how does it shake out for us, Kev? Oh, God, don't don't even get me started on the Iron Bowl, Jason. I was screaming at my television, why did you – and. Jason, as soon as they scored that touchdown, I was like, oh, it's over. Alabama won the game as soon as they got that touchdown because Auburn let them hang around. Anyway, with this game going up against Georgia, I know, Jason, they've looked a borderline unstoppable, Georgia, especially on defense. Their defense has been absolutely dominant this year. But I cannot go against Nick Saban at this point in the season. You're giving me Alabama at a neutral site plus 195. I can't say no to that, Jason. I I know the money line probably looks a lot better to some people. They don't want to risk as much money. But you're going to give me Alabama plus 195 in a position they've been in how many times. And this this is Georgia's kryptonite, Jason is Alabama. They come out the last two the last two three seasons they've come out, they've dominated Alabama in the first half and what happens? They turn it on. They turn it on in the second half of the football game and Alabama pulls it out to win. So you know what? Give me Nick Saban and, and the and, and the Tide plus 195. All right. 
Kevin is on. Nick Saban, hard to bet against the guy, but I'm going to do it this week. I'm going to go with Kirby Smart and say Alabama just will not have enough left in the tank after struggling to win at Auburn. And Georgia's a really good football team, too. So I'm going to take the dogs minus six and a half here. And I say that eliminates Alabama from the playoff. A lot of people probably hoping that happens because they're sick of Alabama. Count me in there. Nothing against the tie. They do it great, but give me some new blood in the playoff. Speaking of new blood, Cincinnati trying to, as a non-Power 5 school, trying to crack the party. They would be the first one to make it into the college football playoff, not being from one of the Power 5 conferences. Cincinnati minus 10 and a half total in this game is 53. Hosting Houston, yes, you heard me right. They host Houston. It's not a neutral site in the American Athletic Conference Championship game, 3 o'clock Central time on Saturday. Cincinnati minus 450 here, Kev. Houston back at plus 340. Cougars have had a really good season under Dana Holgerson. If you remember that name, he used to coach West Virginia Mountaineers for a number of years. Bearcats possibly head to the playoffs, or will Houston end that dream? Oh, well, first of all, that explains why uh, that explains why I recognize the name. Um, thanks for that, because or else I had no idea where I heard that name before. Um, but Jason, I I honestly think this this could be a really tough game for Cincinnati. The last several weeks, they have not looked all that great. Um, Houston has been on fire. I mean, Houston lost their opening game against Texas Tech, Jason, and they have not lost a game since. So, I mean, they've been running rough shot over their portion of the conference as well. And uh, this is going to be a shootout. Both of these teams, they love to put up points. They're fast. They're fast. And they hit people with speed. So I'm going to be very interested to see what happens. And you know what, Jason? I I could fully actually no. I am gonna do it. Let me take Houston in this one, plus the ten and a half on the road, and the and the plus three forty. Everybody, that you might think I'm I'm daft for thinking about this, but Jason, this is a very serious game where if you do the plus three forty, you could and it and you it very well could hit, and you could get a big time reward in return. All right, Kevin thinking big here with the plus 340, possibly with Houston and liking the Cougars in this game. I'm going Bearcats here. They're on their own field. They need to win impressively because, again, Cincinnati could, even though they're in the top four this week, they could be left out of the playoff if things do not go their way this week. And even if they forget, I'll get to that in just a second. But I'm going to go Bearcats here. Luke Pickle's squad gets it done by more than 10 and a half. Give me the Bearcats of Cincinnati at home over Houston minus 10 and a half. And here is the reason Cincinnati needs to be impressive. If Michigan wins and Alabama wins and Georgia's still in there losing a closer, respectable game to Alabama, Oklahoma State could knock Cincinnati out of the playoff. Now, this is an earlier game than the Bearcats game. So they're going to know uh, when they take the field if they have to maybe win against uh, Houston in impressive fashion, not just win the game. Oklahoma State, the Big 12 championship game, fresh off the win in the Bedlam game last weekend against Oklahoma. They don't do that very often in that series. Oklahoma State win the game. The Cowboys did do it this year. Oklahoma State's minus 5.5, minus 210 against Baylor, who's an underrated team of this season. They did beat Oklahoma earlier in the year, not Oklahoma State, but Oklahoma. Baylor's plus 175 on the money line. The total's 46.5. If Oklahoma State wins this game over Baylor, there's a chance they jump Cincinnati into the playoff and leave the Bearcats on the outside looking in. So how does this one shake out, Kevin, that big 12 championship showdown? Well, Jason, for, for, for it was, it was very impressive. Oklahoma state did what they had to do. And again, Jason, they're a team that's in the big 12 that 
OK State has kind of been this way the last couple seasons. They have a lot of speed. They have a lot of offense, a lot of scoring, and they just run around and they hit people, which, I mean, that's pretty much par for the course now in the Big 12. It's a whole lot of speed, a whole lot of offense, not that much defense being played. And, Jason, the other thing we got to consider is that if Oklahoma wins this game, they might not necessarily just knock Cincinnati out. And even if they do, if you're Notre Dame, you're pushing for Oklahoma State to win this football game. And you're kind of pushing for Georgia to beat Alabama, too. That's another monkey wrench that that's thrown in there as well with another power five. Okay, I guess not power five team because they're independent. So a lot rides on this Oklahoma State game. But let me go ahead and take the Cowboys minus five and a half, minus the 210 against Baylor. I have not watched a lot of Baylor football, so I can't really give a valid opinion on them. I have watched some some Oklahoma State this season. I do like what they're doing. All right, Kevin locked in in Oklahoma State. I'm going Baylor here again. This is another one of those letdown spots. They don't win the Bedlam game, Oklahoma State. They did this year. It's going to be tough for them to get it up two weeks in a row. So give me the Baylor Bears, who are underrated this season again. They had a nice win over Oklahoma during the regular season. Should be a fun weekend on Championship Saturday in college football. All right, Kevin, let's take a look at some more NFL games here. And let's start it off with a game between a team that can't seem to find a way to win and a team that started off great, but they haven't won a lot lately either. Uh, The Rams and the Jaguars, this one at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. And you look at the line in this game for a 325 central time kickoff. Rams are minus 12 and a half. The total's 48. Rams minus 650 on the money line. Jaguars plus 460 on the money line. Urban Meyer and the Jags, a forgettable first season. Although Urban says he's not leaving to take that Notre Dame job. It's not happening. He's staying in the NFL. Uh, The Rams and Matthew Stafford have really stumbled in recent weeks. Yeah, well, also, Jason, speaking of the the Notre Dame job, some news broke earlier that it looks like Notre Dame is trying to get, is going through the process to make defense coordinator Marcus Freeman um, the uh, head coach, apparently. That's what some of the sources that I've read are, but who knows. Anyway. Um, the Rams and the Jags, Jason, I, I agree. I think that this is going to be a game where, uh, I do not want to be Trevor Lawrence facing a going up, um, facing off against Aaron Donald and Von Miller and Jalen Ramsey and all those guys on the Rams. Cause I think they're all pretty frustrated at this point, um, with how they've been playing the last several weeks. But for some reason, Jason, I want to take the Jags plus 12 and a half. I I just think they can cover this one. Do I think they'll win? Oh no, absolutely not. I don't think they have a, I don't think they have a snowball's chance in hell that they're going to win, but for whatever reason, I think they can keep it within two touchdowns just because the Rams have not been playing well on offense the last several weeks. Let me take the Jags plus 12 and a half. All right, Kevin on the Jaguars. I'm on the Rams here for this reason. Look, the Jags are bad, and the Rams need a win, and they need an impressive win to get their confidence back. So I think McVay and Stafford are going to look to really run it up here. So I'm going to take the Rams minus the 12.5 against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Two teams in the NFC West doing battle in an old-school rivalry as the 49ers are at the Seahawks this week. What a forgettable season for Pete Carroll. He's had so many good ones in Seattle. This is not one of them. The 49ers, after a stumble out of the gate, they played a lot better football as of late. 325 Central Time kickoff up in Seattle. Uh, The 49ers here are minus 3.5, Kevin. Totals 46. Niners minus 170 on the money line. Seahawks plus 150. Niners, if the season ended today, 
would have one of the wild card spots locked up as an over 500 team in the NFC. Seattle trying to play spoiler a little bit here. I don't see them as a playoff team this year, but I guess you never know when uh, the NFC is not very good at the bottom. Yeah, Jason, it's it's been a rough week. It's been a rough year for uh, the birds up in Seattle. I know Russell Wilson was out for several weeks, and there was the whole expectation that they thought they were going to get Odell Beckham, and then they didn't, and then they thought they were again, and then they didn't. Um, but I, I agree with your assessment on San Francisco, Jason. And say what you want about Jimmy Garoppolo. He answered the call. He's answered the call this year, Jason, when everyone assumed that the 49ers drafted Trey Lance out of North Dakota to replace him and they were going to trade Jimmy G. Jason, Jimmy G has basically played to the point where you have to seriously think about what you're if you're going to get rid of him because of how well he's played. George Kittle's healthy, and the 49ers have looked great. Let me take them minus three and a half on the road, Jason. I know Seattle's a tough place to play, but but San Francisco, they've looked great. And they're plus 100 on the spread, too, at the minus three and a half. All right, Kevin, going to go ahead and lock in his pick. I'm going to go here with Seattle. I'm going to take them plus the three and a half in this game and say, uh, this is a field goal game either way in my mind. So getting that extra hook. In a game like this, to me, getting the points, I like it. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Seahawks in this game, plus the three and a half. Let's look at a game uh, that on paper isn't very good, AFC South battle, but it's one I think the Indianapolis Colts really need as they try and stay in the playoff picture. The Colts losing that game, heartbreaker to the Buccaneers last week. That was uh, my other pick as my best bet. The Bucs minus two and a half in that game, and that one was a winner as I was two and one with my best bets last week to stay well over 60% winners the season but let's see what the Colts do this week Kevin they are playing a game at the Houston Texans uh this is a noon kickoff central time Colts are minus nine and a half here 45 is the over under Colts minus 475 on the money line the Texans come back at plus 350 I I think the Colts are going to come out motivated after they had that heartbreaking okay I'd say heartbreaking loss but to me it was no surprise that they lost to Tom Brady when they gave him the football with four minutes to go in the fourth quarter, but uh, I digress. Um, I, I, for some reason, Jason, I really think that the Texans can pull this one out. Um, they've been playing better the last couple weeks. I know obviously they had that big win um, in Nashville against the Titans. So, I mean, at home, let me take them a plus 10 in this one and the minus and, and the plus three thirty on the money line doesn't look too bad either, but let me take them plus 10 at home. All right, Kevin, going ahead and taking the Texans plus the points. You look right now at the playoff standings in the AFC, and you see the Colts at 6-6 and are in the 10th position. Uh, The Chargers and Raiders are both tied at 6-5, and along with the Broncos. So all those teams are a half game ahead of the Colts. Uh, You see how jumbled up this playoff picture is in the AFC. So I'm going to say the Colts, they know they need to win this game, and they're going to get it done comfortably. Give me the Colts and Carson Wentz and Frank Reich minus nine and a half against the Texans team that did show life a couple of weeks ago with a stunning win over the Titans in Tennessee and Nashville. But I don't think that happens again here. Give me the Colts with the comfortable victory. Kevin, let's go ahead and take a look now at some Benedict Drinkets as we're going to get quickly into this. The Bengals wide receiver Jamar Chase. I know you're a big fan of him and for good reason. Great candidate for Offensive Rookie of the Year in the NFL. Over under 63 and a half receiving yards against the Chargers. 
Well, Jason, I'm uh, I'm gonna take the over in this one. I think he's gonna have I think he's gonna have himself another solid performance. Jamar Chase, he's one of those rare guys that he's big and athletic, kind of like a Calvin Johnson. He can take a three-step slant, a five-yard route into a 25-yard gain, or you can chuck the ball up 50 yards down the field and tell him to run underneath it, and he'll go run underneath it and then t- and make a house call. So let me take Jamar Chase on the over. All right, Jamar Chase with the over for Kevin. I'm going to go under here because I think Joe Mixon and company are going to do a good job against the Chargers on the ground. So I'm going to say Chase gets his catches, but he's not going to get to 64 receiving yards. Raiders wide receiver Hunter Renfro over under 66 and a half receiving yards against the Washington football team. Uh, Jason, I'm going to keep this in the beer fun, mostly because, again, I have not seen a ton of Hunter Renfro play in, in in Vegas. I have not played. Obviously, we all saw him when he was in college at Clemson. He was a great receiver there. Um, I know he had a big he had a big week last week against Dallas, but um, I just don't feel comfortable putting my money out for this one. So let me keep that in the beer fun this week. All right, beer fun for Kevin on that one. I'm going to go Hunter Renfro over. I like the Raiders to win that game, and I think he'll get his yards. Bucks running back Leonard Fournette over under 62 and a half rushing yards against the Falcons in Atlanta. Let me go ahead and take the over on this one, Jason. Leonard Fournette's had another outstanding season as the running back behind that big offensive line for Tampa Bay. I think Tom Brady actually likes handing the ball off to him um, a good chunk of plays, Jason, because it takes pressure off of him. And then guess what? He sees Fournette gash defenses for 8, 10, 12 yards. Uh, it's less time that he has to spend back in the pocket. So I'll take uh, Leonard Fournette on the over. All right, Leonard Fournette on the over for both of us, Kevin. I'm going to take that one as well. We come back on State Lines, our NFL Toilet Bowl game of the week. Preview more games, three best bets for Kevin Berger and myself, Jason Gotch. All that and more right after this. You are listening to State Lines. We'll be right back. Staying connected is important in today's world. Whether it's hearing the news of a new baby in the family or calling work to let your boss know you're running late, phone and internet service keep you connected with your world. At AT AT&T, we know that some Americans face life every day without the comfort and security of having a phone or internet service. In certain areas, you may be able to reduce your phone or internet bill with a lifeline discount if you are in a qualifying low-income household. Additional discounts of up to $25 may be available to those living on federally recognized tribal lands where AT&T offers Lifeline. To find out more about Lifeline and other AT&T products and services, call us at 800-288-2020 or go to att.com slash Lifeline if you have access to the Internet. Lifeline is a government benefit program and willfully making false statements to obtain this benefit is punishable by fine or imprisonment and could result in termination of Lifeline service. Lifeline enrollment requires certain eligibility documentation and is non-transferable. Limited to one discount per household. AT&T services including Lifeline are not available in all areas. Other restrictions apply. And now back to State Lines with Jason Gotch and Kevin Berger. We are back on State Lines along with Kevin Berger. My name is Jason Gotch. I got to admit, a little bit of a letdown this week. Not anything that Kevin or I said on the show. Just the NFL schedule. Our toilet bowl game of the week is not all that bad. It's not a really good toilet bowl like we had last week between the Texans and the Jets. Uh, These two teams are not great, but they're playing a little bit better. Still, it's our toilet bowl game of the week. 
The Giants at the Dolphins. Noon kickoff down in Miami. The weather at least should be good for this one. If you want to watch some bad football, tickets are probably cheap. I did not check <laughs> online to see if they are. I'm not in Miami, but I'm guessing you probably could get a good seat for a good price. Uh, the Dolphins are minus four and a half here, Kevin. Totals 41. Miami minus 210 on the money line. Giants plus 175 is how they're coming back on the money line. Yeah, Jason. Um, I mean, yeah, this is not the worst toilet bowl game we've had this week, this uh, season by far. Um, but I, I really want to take the Dolphins in this one, Jason. It's not just because they're at home. I think Tua Tungavailoa, the quarterback for Miami, he really has a lot to prove over these last few weeks of the football season, Jason. Because, I mean, especially at the beginning of the season, there was a lot of people that were saying that were expecting that the Dolphins might move on from him and this is a guy they spent their first round pick on they had a lot of high hopes on so um i expect him to be coming out fully motivated these last several weeks of the season so um let me take uh, the dolphins in this one minus four and a half and also jason just so you know on um, the cheapest tickets on Ticketmaster for this football game right now <laughs> are um 16 starting at 69 dollars a ticket Wow, I cannot believe that. I am stunned. $69 a ticket to see Giants and Dolphins? Are you kidding me? That is not going to happen in my world, even if I lived in <laughs> Miami and lived across the street from the stadium. I mean, to see that garbage for 60 with Christmas coming up? Are you kidding me? Uh, you know, that is that is not good at all. <laughs> brutal, brutal, brutal. You know what, though? I, in, in reality, though, Kevin, when I think about it, there's a lot of New York transplants down there. In Miami, so maybe people want to see that. But again, why would you pay to see the Giants? I mean, I mean, also TV, to be fair, Jason. Rule. To be fair, Jason, these are also. I mean, yes, they are in the nosebleed section, but they're the nosebleeds on the fifty-yard line. So at least you're in the <laughs> middle of the field. Well, I, I pulled up the uh, NFL slate for this week, and to put it in perspective, you can get that ticket that Kevin said at that exorbitant price, or you can go watch the Texans host the Colts. Your tickets are as low as eight bucks for that game. So wow. if you want to see bad football, you know, jet on over to Houston. An NFL game for ten dollars. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you can get it. Yeah, yeah, you can get it under 10 right now. If you, if you now that we announced it on state lines, you know, there are people are gonna be over <laughs> in Houston and like, hey, we gotta get those cheapies holiday season. Yeah, why, why not? not? Maybe stocking stuffer early for somebody. Yeah, why not? All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna go on the other ones, uh, other side of this one. I'm actually gonna go with the Giants in this game. Uh the Dolphins have been playing better, but I like the when two bad teams play like this, and I really don't have you know, a, a great read on either one. I have watched a, a number of games between these two teams this year because I just like watching NFL football. It's enjoyable. But I, I'm still going to say the Giants cover this one with Daniel Jones on the road. So give me the plus four and a half. Let's look at some other games on the card. Old-fashioned AFC North battle, these two teams. When the Ravens wore the Cleveland Browns in their previous life, they played in the AFC Central Division against the Steelers. So no love lost between these two franchises. <laughs> Ravens are minus four. Uh, in this contest against the Pittsburgh Steelers in Baltimore. This is actually this game's in Pittsburgh. I beg your pardon. Uh, Ravens on the road, a four point favorite, 325 kickoff central time. Over under 44, Ravens minus 195, Steelers plus 165. Kevin, last week we talked about uh, how the Bengals just throttled the Steelers. I felt that that game with Joe Burrow, the young quarterback for the Bengals, kind of a changing of the guard in that division. Yep. The Steelers have been good for so long. Roethlisberger's on the way out, they're in rebuild mode. Ravens are thinking playoffs. Steelers are trying to recover. Can Pittsburgh find a way to at least cover this game or maybe even win it at home? Uh, 
I, I honestly don't think so, Jason. I mean, the Ravens, they've been playing very, very well. Um, then Pittsburgh has not. I mean, I'm going to take the Ravens in this one minus the four for three reasons. Number one, I mean, they've been playing, they've been playing some very solid football all year long. They've been fairly consistent. Number two, they have that guy named Lamar Jackson as their quarterback. And number, actually, no, four reasons. Number three, their uniforms are better. They're not those weird, bizarro things that the Steelers are wearing now. I have no idea why they are wearing those alternate or throwback jerseys all the time. I think they look hideous. But um, and also number four is because the Ravens are named after one of after my favorite poet of all time, Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven. So if you haven't read that, you should check that out. Check out the Ravens this week minus four minus one ninety five. All right, I'm going to join Kevin. I'm going to say the Ravens are the better team here, even on the road, minus the four. They're going to beat Pittsburgh, who's in a tailspin. Give me the Ravens, minus the four. Chiefs and the Broncos. The Broncos, again, right now at six and five. They started strong. They hit a lull. Now they're playing a lot better football. They beat the Chargers at home last week. Uh, This week, this is the Sunday nighter. Chiefs hosting the rival Broncos. Chiefs minus nine and a half. Patrick Mahomes and company minus 435 on the money line. Broncos come back plus 330. Over under here, 47 and a half, Kevin. Oh, boy. Yeah, Jason, I I really would like to just dismiss this game and just be like, oh, yeah, it's the Chiefs at home. They'll be fine. But, I mean, they have had a very inconsistent year, Jason. I mean, they have been playing better the last couple of weeks. Their offense has been coming around a little bit, and they're taking care of the football a lot more. When I say taking care of the football, I mean, guys are not just letting the ball bounce off their shoulder pads and then it ends up in the hands of the defense because that I still think that is the dumbest rule ever that if a quarterback throws the football, the receiver bobbles it and then it gets intercepted, then it goes against the quarterback. So um, I really think Denver's going to be able to keep this close, Jason. So let me take the Broncos on the road, my uh, plus the nine and a half, minus the 110. And again, if you – if you're in a state lines and you're, and you're willing to spend a few bucks, the plus three thirty on the money line, Jason does not look too bad. If you got the money, if you got the money to spend. All right, Kevin thinking big, maybe even go plus three thirty on the money line with the Broncos. I've got to go Mahomes and the chiefs here. I think this is the time they're going to hit their stride a little bit. Broncos have had a nice run, but I think the chiefs offense is going to be too much. So give me Kansas city minus nine and a half over visiting Denver in the Sunday nighter. This game, not necessarily all that pretty, but the Eagles have found a way to five wins this season. This could have been our toilet bowl game of the week, but we didn't want to put the Jets in there two weekends in a row. So this one stayed out of the toilet bowl, but it's still not the greatest game in the world. Noon kickoff at East Rutherford, the new Meadowlands, MetLife Stadium. Jets are plus seven against the visiting Eagles. Totals 44 and a half, Kevin. Jets plus 230 on the money line. The Philadelphia Eagles are minus 290. Yeah, um... Yeah, Jason, this one this one's kind of a little bit weird for me. But, I mean, the Eagles, they've been playing a lot better. I think Jalen Hurts has really started to hit his stride, and he's actually shown, I think, that he can be a competent NFL quarterback. So let me take the Eagles and Jalen Hurts in this one, minus the seven and the minus 105 on the road. All right, Kevin locked in with the Eagles. Too many points here for me to go with the Eagles. I'm going to take the Jets plus the seven. It's that time of the show you've been waiting for. Our best bets, we each give you three of them. At the end of our program, no particular order. These are just the three games we like the best. Let's keep rolling, Kevin. As always, the floor is yours. All righty. Well, Jason, my first best bet of the weekend is going to be in the NFC North. Actually, it's one of the games that we talked about. 
And that is going to be the Minnesota Vikings versus the Detroit Lions. Again, I I would love to try to take the Lions and give them some confidence, but I'm a realist here, and uh, that's not what we're about on this program. So let me take Minnesota and Dalvin Cook uh, minus the 7, minus the 110 on the road. All right, Kevin going to go ahead, lock his best bet number one in. I'm going to lock in the Rams as my best bet number one. I like them minus the 12 and a half against the Jaguars. I think this is a bounce back spot for the Rams that have been really struggling. They're going to take out some frustration at home against a bad Jaguars team. Give me the Rams minus the 12 and a half. Bet number two, Kevin. Yeah, best bet number two is going to be happening a couple hours later. 305 kickoff, Jason. It's one of the games that we spent a little bit of time on. And that is going to be the Washington football team taking on the Raiders in Vegas. And Jason, I'm going to be rolling with Taylor Heineke and and Ron Rivera. Give me the Washington football team, despite their terrible nickname aside, uh, plus the 105 and minus the 110 on the road. And um, yeah, so yeah, give me them on the money or on the spread plus, plus one and a half. For his best bet, number two, my second best bet, the Atlanta Falcons. You heard me right. Taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Atlanta at home, getting 11. I don't think they win this game, but I think this is a look-ahead spot for the Bucs with the Bills on deck in a nationally televised game, late afternoon game next week down in Tampa. So give me Matt Ryan and company. They're going to lose, but they're not going to lose by more than 11 points. So I like the Falcons as best bet number two. All right, Kevin, your final best bet of the week. Yeah, and Jason, I mean, this is going to – it's going to sound like I'm a broken record – but they haven't failed me the last three weeks. So let me go ahead. I'm going to roll with Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, and the boys from Cincinnati and give me the Bengals minus three, minus the 115 at home. And uh, as I said earlier, Jason, this is a team that nobody wants to play and the Chargers about to find out this week. All right, Bengals roll. According to Kevin, once again, he's been hot with them, sticking with the hot team. I'm going to close it off by picking a team that has not been hot this year, but I think they covered this week. The Seahawks getting a three and a half at home against the 49ers. Been a tough year for Pete Carroll with the injury to Russell Wilson. He's back now. I think it's a field goal game. I said it earlier in the show, but either way for the 49ers and the Seahawks in Seattle. And I think Seattle covers that three and a half number. So give me the Seahawks as my best bet number three. For Kevin Berger, I'm Jason Gotch. Enjoy the football this weekend, especially college football championship Saturday and the week that will be in the NFL. Good luck with all the picks. And we will talk to you next week right here on State Lines. You've been listening to State Lines, a Franklin Media Group podcast. For more information, visit statelines.show. To start your own podcast, visit franklinmedia.group.